The show about anything. Corey, Kim, Amy A, Chris, James. It's the show about anything. Spring is here. People officially going on those great dates. Time to get set up with your friends. Friends, you go on that first date. Do you order a drink when you're sitting across from each other? First date is a smart idea to have some booze. Smart idea or just like you just have a beer? I don't know. I always had a beer on a first date. If you were somewhere to have a beer. Right. I guess it depends what you're doing. I mean, yeah. if you're pulling out a beer from your purse and you're at a movie theater, it's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, whoa, red flag. I want to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're just at a stoplight and you, like, shotgun one, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> you just picked her up from her parents' house and you're shotgunning a beer. <laughs> Better finish this. I got another one in the car. I want to have this one done before I sit down. Yeah. I don't want it to get warm. <laughs> well, I always I just don't want to. my buds to run off. I love the, the drinks on a first date because it loosens you up enough, but it also gives you a chance to see how loose and fun the other person can be, too. Because if someone can't have fun after a few drinks, that's someone that I wouldn't want to be with. You know, I started on first dates doing things that didn't include alcohol because, and things that didn't include like sitting across from each other either because um, I had this running theory that all of my first dates were really, really terrible, so why shouldn't I be doing something that is enjoyable and I've never done before? And if somebody can't have fun with me at the aquarium... Or you know a Christmas market somewhere, right. then then they're not fun people, right? And then I wouldn't want to go on a second date with them anyways. But those aren't real experiences. It's not like you guys are going to go to the aquarium every weekend. So that's why what I like about drinking is that's something as you as, as you start dating more often, yeah, you go for drinks, you hang out. Right. So I don't want to do something that's totally cool fun. Let's go skydiving because I've never <laughs> done it before. And yeah, of course you're gonna have fun. It's exhilarating and all. But you want to do something, you know, like have a couple of drinks to see if that person is compatible with your sense of humor. In my younger self, I would not have had a drink on a first date. I would have thought it was a faux pas. Now I think I would because I'm older and who cares? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I'm just letting it all hang out now, man. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to have a good time, right? Yeah. So, like, and they're free. Hello, I'm the girl. <laughs> you bring up a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And can I get three Cosmos to go? <laughs> it's the show about anything. Your WTH of the day. Are you sitting? Are you ready? Did you clean your ears lately? You're going to want them nice and fresh before I put all this wonderful information deep inside your brain that you will never, ever forget. So uh, a dude named Christopher went to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, Hmm. treated himself to a very, very expensive dinner, enjoyed it. At the end of the dinner, the waiter comes and uh, puts the bill on the table. The guy takes out a pet rat that he had sitting in like his coat while he was eating and released it on the floor, then got up and yelled, ah, there's a rat in here. I'm not paying for my bill. So then the manager came and said, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, of course. We'll comp your bill, whatever. Have a good night. Then the uh, the rat investigators, I guess, pest control came, showed up and said, oh, wait a second. That rat has a haircut. And he looks like a pet rat. And he's got a collar on. So dude took his pet rat to the restaurant, released it just to get out of paying for the bill. Brilliant. And what got him caught was the fact that the rat had just gotten a fresh haircut. I guess that's where the, the term rat tail came from, though. Yes. For haircuts. Like, like the rat had frosted tips, and it was like gelled on the top. 
So they thought something was up because pest control is like, oh, wait a second. This this does not look like a street rat. So they went and checked surveillance, video surveillance and they can see him bending down under the table releasing the rat. Oh, my God. You know what I'd really like to see? You know what? Surveillance I'd way rather see than that. I'd love to see the rat getting a haircut. You know, just a little off the top, Jimmy. Just a little off like, the top. Like, where do you take him? <laughs> this might actually be kind of a sad story from my perspective because, like, I mean, he took such good care of that rat, and he gave it a haircut, and and he was obviously alone on Valentine's Day, and he took his friend out for a Valentine's Day dinner. He took the movie Ratatouille way too far. <laughs> yeah, released him into the wild just so that he didn't have to pay for his bill, and he lost his friend. I think that that's really sad. My guess that's- is that his goal was that pest control would put him into like a, like an SBCA type thing, and he would go back later and adopt him. <laughs> oh, so he lost the rat at the end of the day. Well, yeah, because he couldn't like pick it up and be like, oh, I guess I'll take him home. I mean, he watched me. <laughs> he does have a nice haircut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the show about anything. It happens all the time. The police are looking for you. They're now clamping down on distracted drivers. No texting, no talking, no drinking, no eating as you drive. I Are you allowed to drive when you drive? Because it's kind of distracting <laughs> to be driving. <laughs> like it is. I find the most distracting thing for me are all the ads, these billboards, especially the food. And I'm going to go straight pointing fingers at you, McDonald's. I see a billboard with a Big Mac, and I instantly picture that Big Mac, and then I picture turning it upside down because that's how I eat my Big Macs so they don't crumble. If you want to find a way to eat a Big Mac this so it doesn't fall apart, you just flip it upside down, and it's perfect all the way through. Anyway, so I picture that Big Mac, flipping it up, and I picture myself eating it. That's all I think about, and I forget about driving. To me, it's the moving billboards. Yeah. Like, the still ones are fine, but then you've got the video billboards, and, like, those are super distracting to me. I gotta have a really hard time with that. It doesn't matter what's on them. It's just there's something moving, and it's in my peripheral vision, and now I'm not looking where I should yeah, be as a Yeah, you're like driver. a cat with a laser. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's when, like, being a three-year-old is, if you have no memories of being a three-year-old, it's driving with moving billboards. Exactly. <laughs> I call that date night. There's our driving. Come on, Amy, let's just head off to the billboard here. The show about anything. 57% of millennial men landscape. You think that number should have been higher? I think so. Because millennial men, what would that make? What would that make your birth age, roughly? Uh, that's like me. So, so anybody who was like in their late teens, early 20s going into... 30s. Yeah. That only 57% of them manscape. I'm surprised there's not more commercials showing guys manscaping because it <laughs> no is... No one would want to see that. That's that would be horrible. <laughs> there I am shaving my leg on yeah. the back of an elephant <laughs> with a very nice pink razor. But I think dudes now, you kind of have to manscape. You know, unless you're... There's a few different occupations. If you're a construction worker, get out of jail free card. Absolutely. Don't worry about manscaping. No, you still have to. If, if you're with your buddies and you're a construction worker and well, they're... No, you don't do it with your buddies. Oh, no, you no. do it when you're at home. But if your eyebrows are super perfect, you know, do... I, don't, I just don't know if that fits in. You count eyebrows in manscaping? Because yes. I'm just thinking everything below the belt is manscaping. That's what that's what pops into my head. Do women find guys that have the man, the hair, though, masculine, though, macho? Is that a done thing? I don't know. I don't think so. I think you got to keep things neat and tidy all over the place. On your face... On your butt. <laughs> but how do you, as a guy? It's got to be kind of all orderly. It can't be like, like, like you know, like when uh, when you see like the girls, what is it, in the 70s when they had to take like a coat hanger to pull up your pants? And then you take the pants off and it's like... <laughs> Sprung open. Yeah, time. you don't yeah. want a guy to take off his stuff and it's like, <laughs> there's hair everywhere. 
See, this is the kind of stuff that I wish was discussed in like you know a class in high school because mm-hmm. there's all sorts of things that they don't teach you. Yeah. It's all great that I can do long division, and I mean I say that, but I probably can't do long division. <laughs> but like I don't know, it, it, you just learn some of this stuff like in your in your early adult years. Sometimes right? you learn it late. Yeah. It's or like, you, why didn't anyone tell me that wasn't cool? Or you <laughs> learn it because you're on like a date and you take your shirt off and you just get laughter and it's the last date you're on, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, so they, these. This is some of the lessons you learn, and it's oh god, why didn't why didn't I have like some awkward conversation with a high school teacher in grade ten? And some of them are very painful because the first time I used neat, I put it on my nipples and burnt the suckers so badly that I couldn't wear a shirt. I'm not lying, I could not put a shirt on because they were burnt so bad. Why did you neat your nipples? Well, I was kneading my chest, and I just thought because you have hair around the nipples, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go everywhere. You're not dabbing around there, right? So I just kneaded my whole body, and I'll tell you that pain. You know, you never forget that pain. (laughs) You never want to go through that again. But there are certain things that guys should be taught. Like, don't need your nipples. <laughs> I think that's a good lesson for the day, Corey. It's the show about anything. Toronto Maple Leafs not make the playoffs. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and people aren't showing up to the games. I think that, you know, that even surprises me with how many people live in the GTA and how hard it is to get tickets. I mean, only the best of the best, the elite of Toronto get to go to games regularly. And, uh, and now you can go to tickets. Was it last night? The other night wasn't even a sellout. Uh, and they're discounting them up to 50% off, and people still don't want to go. Scalpers outside the ACC were actually selling tickets for $29 wow. to go see the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, of course, it's just everyone's kind of fed up with the Leafs. Not everyone, but a, a few of their fans are saying, forget it, I'm not going to the games anymore. Uh, and I love this idea. I love that finally the fans uh, aren't going there and buying tickets. That's the only way you can kind of say, okay, guys, I'm tired of your BS, all right? Wouldn't it be cool if the price for tickets was always on a scale? So if they're doing really, really well, then demand for tickets is high, so you're going to pay more. If they're not doing so well, then the price goes down, and it went like that all season. They'd never be able to rebuild teams that are crappy, though. If they're not making any money, then they wouldn't be able to pay good players to come and play there. So. I agree with you in theory. I just don't think that it's like a legitimate. But if they're way not going to, to the games, they can't be making any money either. But that's why we have revenue sharing in the NHL too, right? I've been crowing about this for years. If you've watched me on Twitter or anything, you know that I'm like, dude, that's the only way your team is going to be forced to make any changes to become better is if you stop giving them your money. If you stop going to the restaurant that continues to give you food poisoning, then they have to stop making bad food right. or they go out of business, right? So like, it's the only way to force change because if it's consistent sellouts and the team consistently doesn't make the playoffs, then, then there's no incentive for them to be any better. I think that hockey is just such a hobby for people. It's it's guys' night out. It's a way for people to get together at home and socialize and have drinks and eat food that it's beyond wanting your team to win. It's 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 your social aspect. It's what you do. It's like you go golfing every week, not because you're going to win, just because it's fun to go out and hang out with friends. How angry do your fans have to be for you to be at the Toronto Maple Leafs and to not still support your team to the end saying, hey, guys, good try. You're still playing hard. We're here for you. It's like it's not even fun anymore. That's probably Because they don't want to pay the 30 bucks and at least go have fun. They don't even want to. They're just just over it. Which is a good lesson for the team to learn, I think, right? Because it's not, let's be honest, the Maple Leafs are not hurting for cash. No. They're just fine. If your building's empty because you're still trying to build the sport in a 
in a city that doesn't really care about hockey yet. Las Vegas. Then that's that's one thing, right? Like who who in Florida is going to see hockey games when you could be outside at a at a beach, right? That's a tougher sell than in Toronto where you're the Maple Leafs and you should be selling out and you should have a good team. You should be the Yankees every year. You should be every year. You should be Detroit. That's what you should be every year, and you're not. And I think that it's good that the city is getting fed up with it and not going. I think that that's great. The, 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 the show about anything. Well, I know what Kim Kardashian's getting for Easter. It's probably why this bunny was made. Uh, some chocolate tears have made this incredible Easter bunny. It has 1.7 carat diamonds for eyes. What? Well, you can't eyes, even okay. eat that. So why? What? No, I guess you just suck on them. The eyeballs? Well, it'd be a round chocolate. Although, as a quick side, I don't mean to derail you, but Amy's into this licking the eyeball thing. If you've never licked the eyeball of the person you're with, it's actually, it's quite funny. So, Have you, have you, ever, what? Have you ever licked someone's eyeball? This is a serious it's thing? It's a serious yeah. thing. No, I've never licked someone's eyeball. Yeah, and no one better them. damn lick my eyeball either. That's terrible. You and Anne have not licked eyeballs? No. <laughs> Amy turned me on to this, and it's it's tough for me to do because it's I can't I because I, it's horrifying. <laughs> but it is. It's awesome. It's like a trust exercise. You're gonna have to really <laughs> explain this to me. How is this awesome? So like I would go to Corey and use my index finger and my thumb to separate his eye, like uh-huh. as if he was about to be tortured. Like some and then sort I, of horror torture. Yeah, film, and yeah. then you don't like lick the eye, but you put your tongue on the eyeball and just kind of taste it and then pull away. Like it's what really started fast. you on this horrible path? I don't know. I just wanted to lick his eyeball. One it's day. amazing. This thought just popped into your brain. Sometimes, Amy, thoughts pop into your brain and you keep them there. Rob no. that's Rob where they belong. No. Rub a bank. Rub yeah. a bank. Have you ever tasted an eye? What do you think an eyeball would taste like? Who cares? I never want to know. It's really interesting. It is. There's some things you just don't want to know in your life. Like, oh. what does the thing between my toes taste like? No one needs to know that. Well, that's disgusting. Beca- yes. Yeah, okay. Now you understand where I'm coming Eyeballs from. Eyeballs are not sweaty and smelly. They could be. Uh, no. Lick an no. eyeball. It really is. At first, I was grossed right out, <laughs> but lick an eyeball. You're promoting this I now? I am, because I'll tell you what, Amy and I, and as soon as she's like, I want to lick your eyeball, it, it becomes very funny. It's <laughs> Oh, it's very funny. It's, like it's, it's like, hilarious if you're joking. No, it's dead serious. Go home, lick Ann's eyeball. No, <laughs> yes. I'm not doing yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Try it. No. Try it. Try Truth it. or dare, you're licking her eyeball tonight. That's so weird. So back to this Easter bunny. You're so <laughs> It sounds really dirty when you say it like that, too. You're <laughs> licking her eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> like you're at a truck stop. <laughs> How much to lick? The eyeball. The whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) The show about anything. You got to say sorry to someone. Make sure it starts in the right way, your body language. I had no idea that our bodies speak so much more before we even open up our mouths. Uh, here's a few things you don't want to do right before you say sorry to someone. Do not cross your arms. You know that? That's a very tense thing. That's an aggression thing. Don't cross your arms. Don't fold them in front of you. Okay. I like it because I find it comfortable, but apparently, isn't it comfortable when you do that? When I don't know. I, n- I never have to say sorry. Okay, that's right. <laughs> Another thing, body language. Right, this is all hypothetical for Amy. Yeah. You can tap out for this break. <laughs> Do not fidget. As soon as you start fidgeting, it makes you appear like you're distracted. So if you got to say sorry to someone and you really want to make it look like you're, you're meaning it, do not fidget. And here's the most important thing. Before you say sorry, you got to make eye contact. There's a reason they say the eyes are the window to the soul. If you got to say sorry, it doesn't matter if it's to your boss or to your lover, make sure you look them right in the eye before you say I'm sorry. See, this is where I think using uh, texting can get 
your emotions across properly because you can sit down, you can think about it, you're writing out your thoughts, you're apologizing, you're building, you know, you're going from A to B, here's what I did, here's why it was wrong, here's how I won't do it again. You can be real, really thorough, whereas in person you kind of get nervous and you're upset and maybe someone's crying and it's harder to apologize. So I like being able to write an apology, even if it's written or on text. Over the text, I find like it's not, the emotions can get mixed up in it. I'm mm. not sure your tone. I guess it's tone. Because you didn't get my smiley face. It was winking. Well, no, was my, no. like, hey, yeah. just jokes. <laughs> just jokes. <laughs> jokes are just saying. Do you think it's possible? Like all these couples that have been married forever, they say the key to a happy marriage and a long-lasting one is to never go to bed angry. I think that's impossible. There's no way people can go through their entire relationship and not go to bed angry. I think you can go to bed at peace, knowing that okay, I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me, but we're just gonna let it go. And you're just at peace. Agreed no, to no disagree. No one won. Yeah, yeah. I think that's possible. Sure. Well, I guess it is midnight, so we've <laughs> yeah. got that big days tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the show about anything. Every day this might change over the next week, but as of right now, today, this moment, John Mayer, Katy Perry, they're over and they say they're over for good. They're not going to get back together and keep trying to work on this. I hope so. John Mayer has made me kind of not like Katy Perry as much. He's just kind of a guy that I don't like. I just can't get into him. And then they keep breaking up and getting back together. And then she's pregnant. She's not pregnant. Then she's posting pictures on Twitter of her with a mum necklace. And I'm just, I'm over them. I hope that they are over themselves. Uh, I think the only way a relationship where you can go back to an ex is if, because, you know, her and John had this relationship. And they were very serious about each other for a long, long time, telling us that their favorite song to make out to is Drake, Hold On, We're Going Home. And we saw pictures of them. We, le- we learned too much about John Mayer and Katy Perry. So here's the deal. They need to each go their own way for seven years. And then after seven, seven years... years. You come back and make it work, then it's okay. And here's why. Because every seven years, us as people, we change. Like, we actually evolve. And maybe Katy Perry and John Mayer just aren't at the right time of their lives to be together. Maybe in seven <laughs> years they will be at the right time. It's right. like a dog allergy. That's <laughs> right. But I just, so it's, just that, it's just that they're kind of allergic to each other. But in seven years, that allergy may go away. And they yes. might be able to drink milk again. And by milk, I mean Katy Perry. I don't think it's because people change. I think it's because you get more wounded in that seven years. You're willing to put up with more. You're being like, oh, Um, well, I guess it wasn't that bad. I mean, the guy after was way worse. In seven years, they're like (laughs) approaching 40, and they're like, well, I guess there's really no other options. Yeah, it's like, all right, the money's not rolling in anymore. My ass is huge. Okay. You weren't the worst person I dated, (laughs) I guess. The show about anything. It's yours right now. Are you ever at a restaurant and you see someone doing something with one of your favorite condiments and just want to lean over and say, oh, you're doing it all wrong. Let me show you how you can make this ketchup work for you. You have a favorite condiment? Yeah, ketchup is my favorite condiment. That's really controlling if you're trying to, like, dictate how someone uses their ketchup. I'm not dictating. I'm just instructing. Because sometimes people aren't okay. taught this. Okay. Certain, and sometimes, Amy, people do it wrong. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so tell us, Corey, how have we been doing our ketchup wrong? So here's the deal. I'm going to use French fries as, as the example. And this is the one that I just witnessed yesterday, so I want to bring this up now when you have ketchup and french fries put the ketchup in a little blob on its own on the side and i'll tell you why it's important to do that instead of sprinkling over all your fries because then you get misrepresentation of amounts of ketchup on the fries it's all messy some fries have more ketchup some have less if it's in a big little a little lake at the end of the plate you can dip in as much ketchup as you want so you have more control over that instead of just throwing ketchup all over your fries like a wild man oh my god and would drive you crazy with french fries and ketchup she, you would lose your mind if you watched if you watched her eat a plate of French fries with Why? ketchup. What did she do? She will get the individually packaged Packets. ketchup, 
Yeah. She'll tear it open, and she will put a strip of ketchup along the fry, and then eat the fry, and then pick up the next fry and put a strip of ketchup along the fry. I have video of this. We had been dating like three weeks, and I took video. I was like, not ashamed. I'm like, I'm wow. sending this to everyone because you look ridiculous right now. She would drive you crazy. Well, it would take her four hours to eat a large fry from yeah. McDonald's. It would yeah. take forever. It's her favorite, though. She loves it. Eating one fry at a time with ketchup. Yeah, with ketchup. Wow. No, I'm going to put the ketchup everywhere. I like to put the ketchup everywhere because then I can put the salt on top, and then the salt sticks to the ketchup. See, I don't want to do that because I feel like I don't want the ketchup on my fingers. That's it. So, oh. so if I'm gonna eat fries with a fork, you can't. I'll put you the can't ketchup eat McDonald's all over with it. A fork. No, no, you can't. No, no, that's, have you, have no, you, that's no, silly. No. Ever tried eating McDonald's fry with a fork? It doesn't taste like McDonald's fry anymore. It was plastic on plastic. It's that won't <laughs> taste right. <laughs> the show about anything. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your enemies. Tell your neighborhood stray cats. You listen to the show about anything. Join us on Twitter. Hashtag anything show. Or email us questions, topics, and suggestions. The show about anything at gmail.com.